guess. Hello world, huh? <laughs> oh, wow! In your life have you seen anything like that? Fight the candle! What? Well, I thought Poulter was number two in the world. <laughs> um. <laughs> Expect anything different? All possible, Garrett. Yes, it is, Frank. Yes, it is. And <laughs> <laughs> how about the rise smile on Tiger's face? Yeah. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Joining us today on the SRP is Albin Choi. Awesome interview lined up for you all uh, with Albin. He's an awesome guy, really funny. I enjoyed myself. But before we talk about the RBC Heritage, before we talk about that interview, which we'll kind of let that speak for itself, Kari Jackal, what's happening, fellas? Not much, Simo. Like I always say, have you back with the boys here. But yeah, listen, Alvin, that was it took me back a few years. Hadn't talked to Alvin in a while, but uh made me laugh. I forgot how funny that guy was. Uh great interview. Just you know, another one, just a regular guy, loves to shoot the shit with the boys, but I think everyone's gonna enjoy that one. He's got some great stories now in the bag for Sung Sung Jayam and He's going to have even more stories. He's going to have to be a repeat guest on, on the show for sure. But, uh, yeah, Rex, what's going on, buddy? What's happening, boys? Um, I'm in the middle of a, a heavy three days of golf coming up. So I played today, playing tomorrow, playing Thursday. Uh, pumped about that. Games in somewhat mediocre shape, which is right where we want it. Uh, talking about Albin Choi, I mean, you guys have met him before. I really didn't know what we were going to get going into it. But, like, coming right out of the interview, it's like, man, I'd love to have a beer with that guy and talk about golf for a couple hours multiple beers and talk about it for a couple hours he's uh like he was awesome he was way funnier than i thought and he uh he took a it was quite a long interview if i remember correctly we did it a couple days ago um he took the time and uh we were very grateful so thanks album for that one um and then pga tour we're starting to like really ramp it up the the fields are so deep each week every time i go to pick my tickets like holy smokes like we could go in any direction but uh maybe we'll get into some rbc uh heritage talk here no before, before we jump into that, I want to do a little corn fairy uh, talk. Give a shout out to another SRP guest, uh, Taylor Pendrith. Great week last week. The only problem is he had to shoot like 72 under party, even have a sniff. I think uh, Pendy was uh, T14 at uh, 20 under par through four rounds. So shout out to Pendy. Absolutely striped it. Just obviously someone, a couple guys just went off. I think Chris Kirk uh, ended up winning. But yeah, great week for Pendy out there on the on the Corn Ferry. But yeah, throw that get you guys going on the the RBC. Yeah, I'll mention just real briefly. I don't know if you guys heard of like Chris Kirk's story of like kind of his comeback and his uh, struggles with alcohol and and depression. So really nice to see Chris Kirk, and he's always been a great golfer. So we're definitely going to see him back on the on the PGA Tour. So congrats to him. Also, Webb Simpson. I mean. <laughs> It, it, he is unbelievable. He closed that tournament out. That that was such a fun tournament to watch on Sunday. There was probably about 25 guys within two shots who could have potentially won that on the back nine. Berger, for a second, you thought maybe had it. Abraham answer. I think he hit all 18 greens on Sunday, which is absolutely ridiculous. And I think he hit 16 the week before uh, the day before. So he was striping it. And it was just fun to watch these guys attack pins with zero wind and honestly look like soft conditions um abraham answer missed only seven greens all week <laughs> if you think right. about stress-free golf on like a, a course that's like uh it's a ball strikers course still that is like i when someone said that it like i had to think about it like missing less than two greens around for four straight days that is feeling it like i don't yeah. think i've ever 
that's got to be a PGA Tour record, right? Yeah, got to be something. I, I'm assuming it's not a record because there something would have been blowing up about it. But well, um, everyone was kind of blowing up about it. But did you guys see like the little meme? He's like at the the press stand or whatever, and he's a, he's a smaller guy or whatever. He's at the mic, and like someone captioned it like "Hold me closer, tiny answer." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was was pretty creative. That guy's got game. He's going to win this year. Oh, my God. Yeah, for sure. Back back to Webb, though. One of the impressive stats I saw, he missed one putt under seven feet all week. That is... That is insane. Like, we all knew Webb putted it pretty good, but, like, to miss one under seven feet... Like, I play around now. I'm thinking, if I make one over seven feet or under seven feet, I'm pretty happy. Like, it's crazy how good these guys put it, but that's just, like you know you're you got to roll on the right line and like we said we're putting putting podcast right to gotta, gotta get back to our roots but yeah it's good good call Gibber. we are a putting contest but like our podcast <laughs> holy smokes talk much um you're laughing at me um uh those were the two stats that stood out to me Gibber. i'm glad you mentioned that but like Wem simpson now he's that, that was his um Second win this year, top of the FedEx uh, Cup standing, and he just moved to the fifth in the uh, official World Golf ranking, which bumps Patrick Reed to back another spot, which is fantastic for. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. Um, <laughs> as long as he doesn't get to top five in his career, I'll be the happiest guy in the world. But uh, this guy is sneaky, uh, very sneakily uh, piecing together one of like one of the most quietest, best careers for what he has, the tools to yeah. work with. He doesn't have the most speed. He struggled with putting once they uh, took out the anchoring ban and he just still keeps coming back and winning tournaments. Like he's got an X, he's got the X factor when it comes to closing, which is, you, you know what that X factor is? It's when he's out there practicing and he's got the brush attached to his shorts. That's the X factor for our boy Webb. <laughs> maybe maybe he's on to something. I don't know. Um, Keeping those grooves clean. If I were to ask you guys, what's the most alarming thing from this week? If you were to like look at like uh, um, let's the results of like the, how the guys were playing, what would you say would be like the number one? Alarming in a good way or bad way? I don't know. I'm trying to dig for something. I'm not going to get it right now. But like the scoring. From- is like For crazy me, yeah. low, right? Crazy um, low. But I, I'm disappointed not see Rory really in the mix yet. I thought for sure he was coming and he would like, I thought that course was set up for Rory, but still, yeah, just he's, I don't Sunday know if he struggles, man. If he were to fire yeah. a nine, 10 under like someone else, he would have probably finished like T3, which is, he's usually a top five yeah. guy, but it's the Sundays for him. Yeah, but uh, I, I also I think they need to make the course a little, like that course just wasn't playing hard enough, which is nothing they can do about it. Like these guys are just so good, and like I think was it Saturday they had eight guys shoot sixty three. One of those guys shot sixty three. Our buddy uh, Joel Exotic, yeah, he had her, he had her going. Had a bit of a tough tough round on sun, Sunday, but him and Corey kind of struggled a bit on Sunday. But both great showings for them. They had the six three for Joel on uh, on Saturday. That was awesome. Did, didn't make a putt outside twelve feet. I know yeah. he was striping it. I will say it's one of those golf courses where, I mean, it, it is off the water. So when it gets blowing and I think that it, I've never seen a golf tournament there where it hasn't blown for four days. Yeah. So I think that's why you're going to see really low scores. If it blows out there, it gets swirly because it's protected by trees. So you can see some kind of weird numbers and shots. So uh, I think that's why we saw such low scores because it isn't a long golf course. It's like a placement golf course. That's why guys like Webb, unbelievable but look at bryson again like another top finish and he's a he's a bomber he's got a ton of game 
Did you see he's up to 200 miles per hour ball speed now? Like, he's got all the guys on tour sitting on the range watching him, just like trying to watch him get to 200 miles. They're all sitting there. He's got the track man going. Everyone's crowded around him. He gets it up to 200. It looks a bit ridiculous when he swings that hard, but it's, it's straight. Like, it's poker straight, and he is just firing at it. My, uh, I was playing with my buddy Loops today, and he brought up one of the best points I've heard in like forever because we were talking about the scoring at the RBC. And, uh, he's like, I can't believe no one's taught when mentioning how low the scores were. He's like, yeah, well, the events moved two months. Usually it's the week after the masters and it's playing firm and fast in the middle of the summer. It's just like, you get these guys on soft conditions. Like Simo said, not a significant wind. That thing was ripe for the picking and no one's really mentioned the schedule change for RBC. Everyone just like thinks about the golf course and how tough it is. Yeah. It's tough when it's playing firm, just like every other golf course in the world. Like if a par three played firm, it'd be tough. Right. But I thought that was a pretty interesting point. And I like, I'm like, you're right. No one's really talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. And well, you you did say you want to say you're disappointed about one thing or you wanted one thing to take out of the week. Tiger is just toying with my head right now. He's sending the yacht everywhere close to tournaments. He's just teasing everyone. He's like, no, no, I'm just going to take a vacation just close enough to tease people to think I might play, but I'm just going to go play some random track with Charlie for fun. (laughs) Like, like you're 40 minutes away, Tiger. Go on, come on, put the peg in the ground for the boys. He's not, he doesn't. He is, this is chump change for him. He's getting ready for the major stretch in the fall, I feel. If he's healthy, we'll see. You know what? I I will mention, because I saw it, like the FedEx Cup standings. I don't know if you guys have taken a look at that, but because it's been such a strange year, you're seeing guys up there. I think Lanto Griffin is top 10 right now, and you have guys like Brooks Kepka who is outside of the playoffs. Um, Same with Justin Rose. So interesting things to look at, and the playoffs could look a lot different. And honestly, someone who you do not know that well could take home that big check at the end of the year, which will be uh, kind of interesting to see. Yeah. That oh, fall series is looking awfully important right now. And like Chris Baker yeah. mentioned in last week's podcast, yep. he's like, you don't understand the importance of that until like you're on the PGA tour. Like you're playing for your livelihood in those couple weeks where we like, think it's like a PGA tour off season, like for the guys that are trying to make it to the dance, like that is the, the biggest in it right now. It's like tenfold. Yeah, and it's funny that you say that. Like now, like getting into the podcast now and talking with these guys, I think I'm looking forward to that to see and watching those terms and watching these guys battle out for cards. And like for me now, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really engaged come you know the fall series events and just to watch you know. I think it was that was the last one? Like, was it, not not Barbasol or something. One of one of the last events that really no one watches on TV. But now I'm watching where they give those cards out. So yeah, maybe like Sanderson or something. That's yeah, that Sanderson Farms or something. Yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. But uh, yeah, well, give her. We know you're going to be watching the, our guests on SRP because, like me and Simo always said, there is literally no one more loyal in the world than Jack Gibson. <laughs> this guy, if someone, if Whoever's been on our podcast, if they make a birdie on a Thursday, we're knowing about it. Like, Gibber is dialed in on those guys, which I appreciate. I think I'll tell awesome. you what, they've every SRP guest has been on the DraftKings tickets all three weeks in a row now. Whoever I can pick, it doesn't matter. I bet with my heart. And they haven't let, I'll tell you what, they haven't let me down. Corey, nope. Mac, uh, uh, Joel, Break like off. everyone is, they're coming out firing and they're, hey, they made me some money the first week. 
think I, you know, our commissioner didn't pay third place uh, last week, so I think he screwed me on that one. Thanks, we don't Rick. We don't reward mediocrity <laughs> and uh, hey, would CC Fantasy. But, but I'm, I'm going right back to him this week, though. I'll tell you that. I, I will say before we jump into that and talk about the next week's tournament, I, I will – there's been a lot of guests who have talked about Corey Connors' ball striking. That was reiterated again by the people behind the mic this week. They, I mean, this guy must stripe the ball – phenomenally because everybody talks about it not just some everybody Mm -hmm. is talking about it and he had another great showing just quietly i think top 20 or whatever fun to see the srp boys at top near the top though and and mac was right there he did have a great sunday um but like i mean he was playing phenomenal Mm -hmm. golf i'm Mac can like catch lightning in a bottle at any point, man. He's got so much game. It's like people for, I feel like uh, uh, maybe we don't forget because we're Canadian and we always track him. But like that guy is like, he's on, he's like best, one of the best players in the world. In Great putter. Yeah. Streaky. Um, yeah. yeah. Gets that thing hot. And like he, Mac does hit the pole so good too. Like, yeah, obviously Corey stripes it. I, I like those two, like I, I'm going to, I don't want to say I'm going to call it, but I think w- one of them will win this season. Uh, I, I got a good feeling like Corey's been sniffing all around it just to start. And like, and these are deep, deep fields. Like, it's not like all the boys aren't playing. Like these are like top level premier fields where, you know, all the SRP boys are, they're all putting, you know, putting their money where their mouth is and they're great showing. So it's been, I've got to say it, maybe a little SRP bump for the boys. Maybe. Maybe. That's right. There we go. Um, Simo, can you quickly explain Beach Chicken? We'll make this extremely quick, but like for people that haven't listened to our podcast since like the first like I don't know twelve maybe episodes or something like that, we'll bring it back now that golf's coming back. And I I don't have too much to say about this, but I do want to name a Beach Chicken. All right, Beach Chicken of the week could be some some something someone did. Uh, typically, not a good thing. Think of it like the ass of the week almost. Okay, so that's our Beach Chicken. We call it the Beach Chicken. So, Kari, who you got for us? And he's probably he's going to be a repeat offender. I don't know if he's already been it, but Sergio Garcia with his comments after Nick Watney had to withdraw on Friday, like I don't, I didn't hear them myself. I read about them on social media. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, did who's his PR guy and how, how that guy start, needs to start thinking before he does stuff. I remember him spitting in a cup. I remember him being a baby in a bunker in like Saudi Arabia. Um, we've seen him do stupid things on the golf course and he has, he has the balls to call out, say something about the other players and say, Nick, not Watney doesn't deserve it or something like what's he, that pissed me off. Like I, I hate that a global icon and he's great for the game. I will say that he's super exciting to watch, especially when he was younger, but uh, he pisses me off and he's beach chicken because of it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like, yeah, saying, you know, he's, he hates to see Nick Watt and he's such a good guy getting there's like something like other players in the field that could have got it over him. Like, <laughs> that, like uh, so you're wishing ill on everyone else in the field apart from Nick, Nick Watney, Sergio. It's like you got one friend left now. <laughs> like, come on. Like, uh, that's something was that Connor Sketches should do. Uh, like the, the impersonation to get that little weasel laugh going when he says something <laughs> like that. Oh, Sergio. I, like, I can't believe Brett supports that guy continuously. Yeah. There's one person there. I guess two people. I would take the green jacket away from him, be him and Patty Reed. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't put him on that level. But you, you need some villains at Augusta, so I'll give it to him. They can, okay, you yeah. need villains. Yeah, he's more of a villain now than after he said that for sure. But yeah. uh, that, I did. I did want to get the beach chicken in there. Want to move on to TPC River Highlands? Yep. Do you guys want me to talk about the golf course a little bit? Love talk about that. the golf course. Okay. Travelers. 
and I'm, I'm kind of doing this off of memory, so forgive me if I'm not 100% accurate, but I believe this is par 70. I think this is where Jim Furyk fired his 58, correct? Because I did see that floating around uh, today. Yep, I correct. think so. Okay, it's in Connecticut, um, so um, a little bit more north, but it is like the summer months now. So I think it, I think it is usually this week anyway, so we've seen the course before. Um, there's a whole... A range of winners here, array of winners um, between Bubba Watson, I think Ches Revy, Jordan Spieth, um, like bombers win here, short players hit it, good putters. Uh, uh, it's just about who's playing well. Um, so it really opens up as far as looking at my DraftKings stick. I'm like, oh my god, which direction <laughs> am I going to go? Who's in form? Um, but really, a good course. There is a couple easy. I don't know if easy is the right word when you're talking about PGA Tour length golf courses, but uh, gettable par fours um, on the in the middle of the round. But the, the the finish is really difficult. I think 17, 18, 19 usually averages over par. Um, really tough par three in there over water. Um, so look for an exciting finish. You kind of have to get your strokes through the middle of the course and kind of hang on for dear life. It seems to be the theme. Um, and uh, yeah, like it. Who who knows? Do you pick? I think it's a nice mix to have uh, short hitters and long hitters on the ticket this week, but uh, we'll see. What do you? Uh, yeah, did I? Defending champ is Ches Revy. I think he won in twenty nineteen. Um, yeah, one of the biggest that. one of the biggest heads on tour. Def definitely the biggest hat size on tour for body size. <laughs> He's got a big old <laughs> noggin on him. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely not picking Ches Revy this week. But he could prove me wrong. He's got tons of game. Ches won by four last year. Yeah, it okay, was a runaway. Yeah, um, but there we have it. Comments. You know what? I'm excited. Uh, it seems like people are going to be releasing the driver. I'm excited to watch Bryson just absolutely swing out oh. of his shoes, wondering what kind of shoes he's going to be wearing, number two. Um, <laughs> but I'm pumped for it. The picks weren't great last week, but we're bouncing back this week. Let's jump right into it. Okay. Gibber, Gibber, go for it. What you got this week? All right. So my winner this week, I'm going Brooksy. I feel like Cap going to win this week. He's I like not on Cap- form. He's not in the playoffs right now. He's not in the mix. He's been playing decently right. the last couple of weeks, though. Yeah, yeah. I'll give, give he, that. Last week, you know, it rounds, uh, I think he went 67 or 68, 67, 66, 65. He's trending, trending in the right direction, if we want to say that. Uh, so I got Kepka to win. Uh, I think it's a good course. He does, Kepka drives it so well. It's that, you know, power fade. This is, looks to be a course you just absolutely rip it um, and a fader of the golf ball. This is a, I think this is his event. Uh, sleeper. I, I don't know if it's a sleeper pick, but Victor Hovland. Ah, uh, I'll have to change mine now, but that was I, mine too. Yeah, Victor That's Hovland. That's definitely a sleeper. Yeah. yeah, you know, I, I watched, uh, he posted a picture of him grinding on the range, and his hands looked like he had just put them in a box of, or a bowl of grease, like, and they just got, like, just shredded. Like, so he's been he's been out there grinding. He's been playing some pretty good good golf. But, uh, but to round it out, my struggle pick, Ryan Palmer. I don't think he's got two good weeks in a row. Ooh. I think Ryan Palmer's going to struggle this week. I love Ryan Palmer. Palmer. Yeah, great. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, Take us back, I think. Was it Ryan Palmer? He may have uh, hopped in the beach chicken circle for us uh, at the start of the year there. In the the bunker at Riviera. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, he did it again. (laughs) So so I think, yeah, my struggle pick is Ryan Palmer, but I do like him. Nothing against him. Love it. Kari, who you got? Oh, I was going to jump over to you. Um, I'm going to make this really simple because I'm not going off much, but I think uh, this is the sneaky, sneakiest number two ranked player in the world is John Rom. He's he uh, he's going to be a future number uh, one in the world. I think um, in the next two years, he's going to take that over. And you know how it's been kind of jumping around the last few years? I think John Rom's going to secure it with a couple wins in like 
be at the top for a little bit. Simo, do you want to say something? Sorry? I said he just needs one win to jump to the top. Yeah, yeah I think he's going to stay yeah. there, though. Like, I think Got he's going to win a couple times at number one. That's what I was trying to say. I don't know if I, it came out the way my mind was thinking. Um, sleeper, I had Victor Hovland as my sleeper as well. He fired a beauty on, I think, mm-hmm. Sunday. Climbed the leaderboard like crazy. Uh, really good, talented kid out of uh, Oklahoma State University. But I am going with, uh, I think it was Jordan Spieth's ex-roommate, Dylan Fratelli. He fired a really good one. Um, a little 6'2"? 6'2 six, two? Six, two, nine two or in the back nine? Yeah. yeah. Um, I've watched him play live. Really, really good player. It's weird that he wears sleeves all the time. Um, wears glasses tattoos? out there. I, I don't know. I don't think so, but he could. I don't. Can you even have tattoos on tour? I'm confused. No, you, you have to. I think uh, was it was a Boo Weekly that I always wore the one sleeve. Someone, oh. someone did it where they covered them up. Yeah, it's weird. It's so weird. I'd have to wear a sleeve on tour, like long yes. sleeves on tour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that would be so brutal. Sweating. You, you can wear the Phil Mickelson Workday Payday shirt. That's all you got to wear, man. <laughs> Buttons down, you look great. Oh, I, I would hate that. I'd have to like get them lasered <laughs> off so I could just have good PGA Tour style. I think they should get rid of that rule. Who I think cares, so too. man? Who I, cares? Either way. Okay, story. Sleeper, Dylan Fratelli. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Who cares is right because like I'd be a part of that. Um, and then uh, my struggle pick is uh, is, is Jordan Spieth. <laughs> Might wow. make the cut, but he's like he's got the yips on Saturday, man. Like. Yeah, like even he had a triple, and then he had like shot twenty nine or twenty eight on the back, and he's like, you think like, oh, he's gonna get over it, like he's gonna play well, and he just doesn't. So until he proves me wrong, he's gonna be my uh, make well, the, the cut the, but struggle. The triple, then the two nine. I think that was Thursday. That was the opening round. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah like that. that was the opening round. It's just yeah, he's lightning in a bottle, but it's the you know, is it the Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde like growth around it's not like good round bad round good round. it's like oh. okay we get to get her going here then we're gonna toss in a number somewhere he's gonna give greller a twister out there man like it's yeah, it's, it's an emotional <laughs> ride uh, uh, well uh give her because you picked brooks to win this week i will give a shout out to his brother chase who actually yeah. monday for the event so that was pretty uh, yeah. cool we saw uh, brooks out there walking around cheering on his brother and there he is he's in the field this week not my pick in any sorts but did just you notice Chase was carrying his own bag and elected to carry a tour bag. Champion. <laughs> what? Champion. I would never do that. You, you can't just hop in the pro shop, buy a quick little stand. He's trying bag. to bulk up. It's bulk season. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I saw a picture of Brooksy going out watching a Monday. So that, uh, that, that'd be cool if they got paired together. That's it. I love it. All right, fellas, going into my picks here. My winner this week. Not really a surprise pick, but he's going to release the crack, and I'm going with Bryson. After two good weeks, after two good weeks in a row, he's going to be bombing it out there. He hits a nice little approach shots in there. I like Bryson this week, and last year he actually had a T8, so he's played the course well. He's got some good feels. Sleeper pick this week. You guys are going to chirp me on this because how is he a sleeper? I know I'm going with Bubba. Bubba Watson's my sleeper pick. Three wins here already, and uh, I think he's going to perform well. You guys got any comments on the Bubba sleeper or no? It's just an easy. It's an easy it's sleeper an easy. to yeah. take because we know when Bubba, of course, suits his eye. You know he's going to play yeah. very well. I, I he's just a part of my little uh, my inner circle where I refuse to pick. And you've so far you've named two. The others are <laughs> Patrick Reed and uh, Keegan Bradley, and uh, <laughs> and I'm just staying with those guys. Maybe Sergio now. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, my eyebrows raised, but I'm not super surprised. It's a good pick. If he's, if he's good value, uh, yeah, he's good value. And he's actually, he's been hitting it pretty good. He's been in the mix. So he was in the mix pretty good last week. Um, yeah, I'll take that as a sleeper pick. He, I think he's, he's playing pretty well. So I'll give you that one. Perfect. All right. Uh, and struggle pick this week. I'm going to give you the name and the reason. Name Kevin Kisner. Reason he fucking screwed me this week, and this is a hundred percent solely based on my emotion. This is an emotional pick. Kisner, you're struggling. You're betting like Gibber now. I like it. <laughs> well, how did he screw you? I'm confused. He missed the cut. I picked him to. I picked him to win last week, and he and he oh, emceed me. A few for, bogeys oh, in. The, the, the first, first person Collins ever picked that's missed the cut. He Colin does for not real. like it on that. Don't one, like it. But, uh, yeah, it's. I think it's going to be another good week. I'm really looking forward to watching some golf on the weekend. Uh, what have you guys thought of the coverage so far? With you know, no fans. Um, Brooks has tossed a couple comments out there. Like, if you want to hear what the players have to say, tell the tell the announcers to just shut shut up and listen. Yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty funny comment. I I think less is more sometimes when you get to like mm-hmm. like something pure about hearing a golf shot and hearing a little bit of reaction or the playing partner say like good one or like. I I like that aspect of it. I think um, when there's an opportunity to hear some back and forth, I think Adam, Adam, Adam Hadwin was mic'd up. He did a fantastic job, even the rules official and stuff like that. I thought that was kind of cool, just a little mm-hmm. add-on. But uh, there's times where they, they just shouldn't say anything or someone should just shut off their mic and allow that 20 seconds to happen. And then you can come in in that in-between shots. There's enough downtime um, to to talk about it. So I'm kind of 50, 50. Yes. I think coverage adds a lot. And if you're watching a major championship, um, some of the most iconic calls are played over and over for decades and you need those iconic calls. Um, but on a Friday, you don't have, sometimes they say a little bit, maybe too much when the, the moment's not as significant and you rather probably just listen to the players yeah. bigger. F bombs are awesome too. I call it the over analysis, right? Yeah. When they're talking about the joys of grass and they're trying too hard right now, but and yeah, they're trying, you know, you know, talking about, you know, Ricky, Oh, well, this is Ricky seven iron, but it's actually like, uh, you know, a, you know, an eight iron for this person. Cause he doesn't use the, the, the same loss and blah, blah, blah. And they're really digging. Did you see uh, Wesley Bryan and Bubba Watson? I was like, about to mention money? that. Unbelievable. That was, awesome. that was cool. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. And, uh, and They well, were chirping each other pretty good too, which I like that. Someone said like, uh, was it, someone said they played with Bubba and Webb. I think it might've been either Mac or Corey Connors on our podcast. And they said like, that was a pretty funny round. Those guys bicker back and forth. I, to, up until that point where I saw the audio released with Wesley Bryan, I like thought Bubba was kind of a square. He is pretty funny. There's a couple jabs in there or whatever. And like Wesley said something like, oh, good, like good putt or whatever. And he's like, oh, you didn't mean that. Or that one I felt like you, you said that one from the heart. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed at that yeah. part. Like uh, he, that was good fun. I, 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 we, in my mind, I hope that happens in every round of the PGA mm-hmm. Tour. I know that's not the case with a lot of pairings, but that's the way I'd want it to be out there. Oh, absolutely. 100%. And those who have a history going back and forth on Instagram with like the trick shots and like Bubba Colano, Wesley and his brother, and then them, them coming back and they, they chirp back and forth. So I thought that was pretty good. The one the one that, that uh, back and forth that I thought was funny that would have just probably paralyzed me mentally would be like, he said, oh, you shanked that one. I was like, oh, you do not say that word in the golf course. <laughs> that is gloves are off and that's that's game over. <laughs> uh, definitely fun to watch but uh, alright fellas that's enough of this let's jump right into the interview with Alvin Choi Mr. Huff Mr. Giner is ready for your interview actually we'll be interviewing as a team 
We're here to fuck shit up. What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to the SRP. Joining us today on the podcast is the five foot eleven, hundred and seventy three pound heartthrob from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. He had a storied amateur career attending NC State University, where he won nine times, which is second all time only to the SRP alum himself, Mr. Matt Hill. He's an Ontario amateur champion, Canadian am champion was a former top 10 amateur in the world. And Charles Schwartzel said about him, hands down, he's the best amateur I've ever played with by far. After three years, he forewent his final year of college to turn professional. He's the winner of the 2015 Bayview Place Island Savings Open on the McKenzie Tour. He's had a seven-year career on the Corn Ferry Tour, and you've recently seen him on the bag of Sung JM, where they won together the Honda Classic this year. Little known facts. He didn't break par until he was 16. He loves crawfish. He's a huge Raptors fan. One day he wants a vacation home in a little country called Lithuania. His go-to dance move is the robot, and he owns a pet parakeet named Chachi. He is none other than Albin the Stallion Choi. Albin, what's going on, man? (laughs) What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. You got it. How's life? How are you? Everything's good, man. Everything's good. Just uh, in Harbor Town here um, on uh, Hilton Head Island and just getting ready uh, for uh, tomorrow's round. We tee off in the afternoon and had a, had a great uh, week of preparation and hopefully we can kind of get off to another good start and have a good week. No doubt. So you're, you're, you're in Hilton Head right now. What's kind of the protocol for you guys? Like, are you allowed to go anywhere? Like, where are you stationed? Like, what's that like? Uh, you know, just because of the, this whole, you know, COVID pandemic, uh, we're, there's some pretty strict guidelines on what to, what to do on the course when we're at, uh, when we're on and off the course, uh, just, they give us these yellow wristbands for the week that we got to wear all week and, you know, cleaning flag sticks, cleaning rakes, and just trying to maintain distances from players and other caddies, which is, which is unusual because, you know, golf is a very, uh, you know, it's a close game and, you know, sometimes you'd like, you're a little bit closer to, to others than, than you'd like. But um, other than that, you know, the PGA Tour has been very good on, um, you know, making it pretty safe for everybody. And so it's, it's why, uh, you know, we're here and it's week number two. So we're, we're getting ready to go. Right. So they, they put you guys all in the same hotel. Is it kind of like a compound or is it kind of you're in your own hotels or like what's uh, the rules there? Last week, there uh, were a few host hotels that a lot of players stayed at, but uh, particularly for this event, uh, a lot of players rent uh, houses for the week just because hotels and whatnot, yeah. they're limited here. And um, and plus, it's right next to the golf course for convenience. But uh, yeah, I'm currently in a, uh, in a Hilton and, you know, it's so far so good. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Now, and I don't want to go any further until we talk about your junior and amateur career, because we're we're Canadian podcast. We're we're from Ontario, all three of us. Um. Uh. And Cole, unfortunately, you left out the the '09 Ontario Junior Championship at Whistle there as well, which I believe all four of us played in, except Cole. He can't seem to remember. I don't know why. Um. But uh, can you talk about quickly about um whether it's the '09 uh, Ontario Junior or your Canadian Am, which I believe was a uh, 
played in Ontario as well in 2010. Um, talk about maybe your junior success and uh, what led you to be successful in your, in the junior ranks. Uh, I got to say, um, I kind of was a late bloomer. I didn't really, you know, didn't really start getting on the scene until I was like you guys mentioned about, you know, 15, 16 was when I really started getting uh, into competitive golf and actually posting some good scores and um, trying to compete against, you know, guys, you know, like yourself and everybody else that was in Ontario at the time. Um, I just think uh, just just putting a lot of hours, really. I, I worked really hard uh, as a junior golfer and kind of like coming up into to the professional ranks as well. I just think um, I just had a huge passion for the game and I just was always looking for ways to get better. And um, and just, just the fact that I was competing um, and having some good results, it just made me want to compete even more and just made me more hungry. And I just think that kind of uh, was my only goal. And then the good results started to come. And yeah, here we are. Uh-huh. Which one was, uh, can you just name the golf courses? One was at Summit, the other ones was around London area, I believe. Uh, it was, uh, it was at uh, Red Tail and it was uh, at the Hunt, London Hunt yeah. Club. Gotcha. So those two were, uh, yeah, they were great tracks. I still remember Red Tail very clearly to this day. And, um, and obviously that whole week was just very special to me. And it's just something that'll stick with me for, for a long time. And for some of our American no, listeners... No. Oh, that's our Canadian Augusta. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. Like that's, that's as exclusive <laughs> yeah. as it gets. We can't relate to that, unfortunately. Yeah, you know, pretty pretty much. It was, uh, and as a junior at the time, to play such a beautiful golf course and to, you know, we're so used to playing, you know, tracks where um, it might not have been in the best shape or it might just not have been fit for a good competition golf course. But Red Tail was really spectacular and um, nobody had anything but good things to say about that place after the week was said and done. So I'm just, it, it was a special week just because I got to perform so well on a golf course that I liked and I'm hopefully one day I can go back and play it again. Yeah, absolutely. Now in that, in that event, who, who did you beat? Was it, was it Mitchie up there? Mitch Sutton up the, I think he was um, close, right? You know, Mitch actually, I think it was the year before where he finished runner up to Cam Burke. That's right. And, and that year it was me, Cam. And actually, Eugene Wong in the final group. And we I still remember uh, that day very clearly. I think uh, I think I had a one-shot lead going into the final round. And everyone kind of had their money on Eugene to win. And that kind of fired me up a little bit. I wanted to go out there and just kind of, you know, kind of put the hammer down and really, like, you know, prove to them that I can kind of close it out. And I just remember getting off to a fast start. The putter was hot that day. So... I think I was like six under through eleven or twelve, so just the <laughs> just the perfect perfect start that I needed, and then uh, it was it was great because you know in the end we were uh, all three of us uh, got to represent Canada at the World Amateur later on. Um, mm-hmm. I think that year, maybe the following year, and it was just uh, no, it was it was a lot of fun. Awesome. it's funny how he says perfect start through 11 holes my perfect starts uh, making contact off the first <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're, we're all at the point where we're looking as long as we don't blow an ob on the first hole it's a great yeah. start yeah <laughs> it, it was um i just i still remember starting out it was almost just like uh just when can i pick up that first birdie and then when i got that first one it's like where can i grab another one and it's just almost like i wasn't trying to protect anything and it was uh I just remember it was probably one of the free, like one of the most freest round of golf I've played. Wow. Um, just not really uh, worried about anything. And it's funny how when you're not, you know, worried about much and you play carefree, you 
play pretty well. I'm sure you guys, uh, we've all had rounds like that. So no, no, we have not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we can. Well, we, you will. You will. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I don't the, know if we'll be six under through eleven anymore. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> at Lake Boulevard mini putt, maybe I thought it was one at one point there. Um, and then the Ontario Am. Sorry uh, to continue on 2012. Uh, maybe quickly elaborate. Was that one at Summit? I, I keep thinking. It was. It was yeah, <laughs> that one was at Summit. And I still remember playing with it. It was me, Corey, and uh, Mac uh, playing together. Um, yeah. I, I believe it was, I believe we got paired the first two rounds. And then um, I can't remember on the weekend, but I do remember playing with them um, on the weekend as well at some point. And it was uh, it was a fun that was a fun tournament as well. It kind of came down to to the last uh, few holes. I think I had a uh, I think I might have had a two shot lead with three holes to play or three shot lead or something like that. But it was one of those tournaments where I kind I kind of blew it coming in. Um, kind of gave uh, put the field right back in it. Uh, maybe a few missed putts and a few missed shots there, and I had about a six footer on the last hole to kind of kind of put it away, but. Uh, didn't make that so ended up going into a playoff with uh with Mackenzie and uh I still remember kind of tapped in for par on on her first playoff hole and Mackenzie had about a three to four footer and I was getting ready to go to the next hole and he just kind of he kind of missed it and I just I was kind of in disbelief Uh, I really wasn't expecting that so obviously that's not the way that you want to lose a golf tournament or win a golf tournament but you know at the end of the day I was just lot to to hold the trophy and kind of you know it was a tournament that i've always wanted to win being from ontario so it was it was great so so now when you play with mac obviously you guys still play a bunch of golf together yeah you play a little match play he gets that three or four footer he's putting it every time (laughs) (laughs) you know it's funny mac and i have had a lot of battles um in our junior and our amateur days like i still remember that uh one year when we were playing the u.s amateur at cherry hill um he him and I were rooming together that week and we're kind of just him and I have always been good friends we've always rooted each other on uh, whether it was we were playing against each other or you know whether we were rooting for one another but uh you know kind of uh bad luck hit and you know we got paired together to play each other in the first round so we we found out we found out the night before while we were eating dinner so it's kind of a uh you know kind of a you know a situation that you don't want to be in (laughs) Uh, with after all the pep talk and all the times we lifted each other that week and you know we had a we had a good match and Mac got an early lead but you know we kind of traded punches back and forth but in the end you know I I ended up uh, I ended up winning on winning the match on 17 and to be honest it it was just it was bittersweet I really loved uh, how I played and it just uh, Mackenzie didn't have his best stuff that day and it was just uh, it was really unfortunate do you have good movie quotes back then, even when you guys were amateur oh, golfers? Yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah, Mackenzie and I have always, you know, just uh, talked about, we've talked about golf a lot, but even outside of golf, we've always gone along just about discussing pretty much everything, talk about life, movies, you know, just, <laughs> just everything, really. So he, you know, he's one of my uh, dear friends, and uh, I'm just glad uh, we got to keep such a good relationship over a long period of time. So obviously you talked about you kind of got a later start in your in your junior career. You ended up going to NC State. I know your your good friend Mackenzie went to uh, to Kent State. We've talked about. I think there's three schools that Canadians go to. Uh, yeah. Talk about kind of your decision to go into NC State. Like w- what were the other offers like? What was kind of the the final thing for you to want to go to NC State? 
Uh, I got a few offers from a lot of great schools, but unfortunately they were kind of up maybe just a little bit further north. I wanted to personally, I wanted to go down south. Uh, gotcha. Just being from Toronto, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Toronto, but the the cold weather really makes it hard to to kind of you know get stuff done as a as a golfer. So I really wanted to kind of go somewhere warm where I can practice a little bit longer or you know compete and maybe times of the year where I couldn't when I was up north. So. Plus, and not to mention, like you guys mentioned, there was a huge Canadian pipeline that went through there with Matt Hill, Mitch Sutton, Brad Ravel, Graham Byer, Jean, myself, and everybody else. Uh, um, but so we we had a great uh, group of guys there, and I when I visited the campus and the coaching staff, it was it was unbelievable. I really loved everything about that place, and yeah, I just uh, and then my decision was pretty easy after seeing uh, seeing the place. So. So back to go more on NC State here. Talk about this campus visit. Uh, you know, I got some yeah. buddies that play NCAA hockey or, or did uh-huh. play NCAA hockey. I want to hear a little bit more about that first campus visit. Who who was taking you around? So Mitch, uh, I was really close with Mitch um, before before school and you know during school and even now. Um, but that campus visit, I still remember. Just like they took me to a really nice restaurant. Um, you know, uh, just just everything best. They showed me around town, um, yeah. and obviously, you know, we had we had some fun as well. Uh, <laughs> maybe some things that I probably can't mention on this podcast, but <laughs> but we definitely uh, the they knew how to have a good time, and they definitely showed me around. And I just remember I had such a blast, and um, and just just being with those guys, and I just knew with. Uh, with the coaching staff and the campus and everything i just i knew i wanted to, that's where i wanted to be so, awesome. so we've asked we've asked before everyone right? yeah everyone who's played college golf we want to we uh, want to hear a story so we've heard that we heard Svenny, okay. I'll, I'll preface this a little bit for you okay Svenny, Svenny said before the national championships there may have been a, a point where they got in a little bit of trouble could have affected yeah. things he didn't yeah. elaborate yeah there's been other uh, stories out there so we want to hear one um, okay, so the story, okay, so one, <laughs> so I can't remember exactly where it was. I believe it was in Louisiana. It was, uh, it was an event. We, uh, we didn't play well at all. Our team finished dead last. So, um, as you know, in this, in this very stressful game, sometimes you need to blow off a little steam after, uh, after a stressful week. And <laughs> at the time, I believe I was... I believe it was my freshman year. I was still 19 and um, I didn't, I wasn't old enough to go out. I wasn't old enough to drink or anything like that, but you know, all the other boys were, some of the boys were. And um, so I actually was the only one that didn't get in any trouble that night. Cause I was, you know, I stayed in my room. I, I didn't, but, <laughs> but so I didn't know what the other boys were up to. And plus, honestly, I didn't want to know. I was new. I didn't want to get in any trouble, but the next morning I just remember, uh, getting, uh, getting into the van and they, everybody was looking pretty rough. Like they, <laughs> everybody like a late night rough and and I'm not going to mention whose room, but almost flooded because somebody threw up in the sink and left the water running all night. So, so we, so we get it. So we get in the car and our coach looks, uh, and finally somebody had to speak up about what happened. He said, Hey coach, uh, 
so this and this happened last night and uh you might want to go check this out so and he was pissed he was because uh, <laughs> no. he because he knew what uh, what the boys were capable of and so he goes up he goes upstairs we're all just waiting in the van and we're all kind of talking amongst ourselves we're like hey guys like you really like messed up like we're we're about to we're about to get it like we're about to get in some serious heat once he gets back so we're waiting and he gets <laughs> we see him coming down everybody stops talking everybody just kind of kind of watches him get into the van he doesn't say it the coach gets in we're all kind of expecting something he doesn't say a word he starts driving and he starts driving for about 30 minutes doesn't say one word to us and we and we know like we're like oh man every minute goes by it seems like we've been in this van for three hours at holding this point. your breath it's getting <laughs> holding worse it, yeah. holding your breath and then and then finally as as cool as a, of a coach that he is he just says to us finally about 30 to 40 minutes later, he goes, we will never speak of this ever again. <laughs> and, and he goes, I will take care of it. But if this ever happens again, he goes like, this story is going to go very differently. And I just, I just remember like that day so clearly because those, that 30 minutes just felt like three hours. And, <laughs> and it's an easy story for me to tell because I, you know, for, for once, I was the only person that wasn't in the wrong. And, um, <laughs> and I just, I just remember like, you know, just, Hey, always, always, uh, always turn the water off before you, uh, you go to bed. <laughs> I feel bad for your boys. Cause there's see, nothing worse see, than having beer. And, and, and you got, and you got a van. <laughs> and you gotta head head to the toilet first, never the sink. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. yeah. So that's a great great lesson. So so I, in my opinion, I think your coach went up there. He went up to the room. He drew himself back about 15, 20 years, and he goes, yeah. "I'm just gonna fuck with the boys when I get back." I'm yeah. gonna ice them for forty minutes. He goes, but I, he goes, "We did the same thing twenty five hey. years ago." Hey, <laughs> you know what? There's, uh, you know, we've all looked back on some things that we uh, could have done differently, but you know, at the end of the day, nobody got hurt. It was a funny story at the end, and. Um, but it was just, it was really funny at the time, but, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just glad nobody got hurt. We're all safe. And, uh, yeah, that's definitely one of the, one of many stories that just kind of pop into my head. <laughs> it's almost better to give her, I'm talking over you. Sorry. Yeah. Um, it's almost better that he didn't say anything. Like you, I, initially when he comes in the van, you want him to say something. Cause like the, just the silence for the half hour oh my makes God. it that much worse. But I, and I'm giver, I'm sorry to cut you off, but like we were talking about uh, the Canadian national program. I think it was yeah. with Spenny a couple of weeks ago and they were like, we wanted to like figure out, like, obviously there's a, a great alumni through there, a great program. You were a part of it. And we asked Spenny who, who the ringleaders were and one of the names that got popped up was uh, Albin Choi as a oh, ringleader. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I don't know, but I don't know about that. We definitely, uh, we definitely enjoyed ourselves. We we took care of business when we had to. We worked really hard, uh, but when we weren't working hard, and when we were, you know, you know that saying, "Work hard, play hard." It was kind of, uh, it was a great model for us. And obviously, we never got got too wild, but uh, 
definitely uh you know adam and i brought out the fun part in each other for sure a lot of times (laughs) it's funny rex i was gonna say the exact same thing but i think what svenny said he said i i think we asked who the you know who the clowns were or who the troublemakers were and svenny he he owned up to he goes yeah i think me and album were more of the troublemakers and you know then he had uncle Corey keeping things in check for you guys (laughs) yeah yeah Corey was definitely the smartest one out of the group he's uh and he's and he still is um, he definitely, uh, yeah, kept us in check and he was, you know, he, Corey had fun as well, but he was mostly the guy that made the right decisions and did all the thinking for us and kind of, uh, advised when we were about to do something bad. And, you know, I'm not going to say we always listened, but he always, he was always there to, to tell us and, you know, and another, I mean, Adam and I have so many stories, but let's just say, you know, <laughs> like we had, we had, we had to pay for some, uh, uh, <laughs> broken uh you know uh destruction of property i guess or we might have broken some things that we had to end up paying for but uh that was you know we were young we were stupid but um you broke rule number one don't get caught don't get yeah exactly exactly (laughs) but sometimes the damage can't be undone and that's where uh uh, we owned up to our mistakes we paid for it and then yeah we got to we just moved on let's just say there's no flooded uh hotel rooms at Kent no state. no flooded <laughs> hotel rooms no, at least that i know of god i can't stay with Corey and george yeah that's <laughs> right that's right oh, that's oh, good. um all right uh why don't we move into our fan favorite segment here uh we're gonna move into what's your handicap we're going to play a little intro music for you, Albin, and uh, Kari will do a little explanation for you, and we'll roll into Sound, it. Sounds good. I struggle through the explanation, so bear with me, but you'll get it. What is your handicap? Okay, so what's your handicaps? A segment we started on our podcast before we even started having guests. Um, it's something that, like, we see on a golf course or before someone takes a swing. You can look over at, like, whether it's what they're wearing, what they do with their swing, how they tee up their ball. You can look over, and before you see them play a hole, you could be like, okay, this guy's either a 10 handicap or above. Certain tendencies golfer, golfers have on the golf course. So we started this. Um, we'll go through in rotation. We'll start with Gibber. Uh, he'll go one. Simo will give one. Then I'll give one. And your goal is to uh, guess the handicap or above and maybe give a, a brief description of when you've maybe seen this on the golf course. And okay. then uh, I'll, I'll once, do my best. Okay. And once we all roll through, uh, we're going to put you on the spot a little bit. And you have to give one for maybe a pro-am uh, when you were playing on the Corn Ferry or maybe as a, a, a good amateur or maybe you've seen something in a well there hasn't been any pro-ams lately on the pga tour but something you've seen on the golf course that's caught your eye and you're like okay this guy is a 15 plus handicap golfer okay gibber's gonna start us off here all right i'll start us off all right alvin so this guy has a golf bag or an attachment on his golf bag for his putter to put on the side so so i would have to so i would have to guess what his handicap is or I mean, if 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 you have if you have one of those pockets for your putters on the side, I mean, I would say you have to at least be in the double digit handicap because nobody in nobody in the single digit handicap 
would, uh, you know, they, their, their egos or their pride would hurt way too much to have something like that. So by having something like that, it just means you clearly don't care about what your golf game looks like. You're just there to have a good time, which is awesome. But I would definitely have to say he's definitely somewhere in the upper uh, double-digit handicap. Love it. Ten, ten plus is the number? Ten plus, ten plus is the number, yes. Okay, awesome. I like it. I will argue that I've probably seen a lot of females do that. So it could be That's, a female thing. Fair enough. Fair enough. And but a lot maybe of, still uh, double digits. Probably still double digits. Yeah. <laughs> the super strokes kind of taken away from that because you can't put it on the accessory. That, that, that's there. true. That's well, if they've true. done one that's good true. thing, it's a super stroke for sure. It's like yeah. it's not allowing you to strap it on the side. Yeah. See, All you know? right. All right. We're going here. Uh, you look over on the range and the guys got on gym shorts with a golf shirt. So, see, that's a tough one. That's a really tough one because, you know, it's either it's either you're Rory McIlroy or it's either, you know, you're just, uh, you know, some, some guy that doesn't have any golf attire or, you know, at that point, you know, it's either you're an elite where you can wear anything you want or it's either you're so at the bottom of the barrel where it's just like you don't care what people 100%. think. So, I mean, I got to say, like, that's a really tough one, but in most cases, I gotta say same thing. You gotta be in the maybe you're in the singles because you feel like you're cool enough to wear the, those stuff to to practice. But you know, probably I would have to say like maybe an eight or nine handicap. I would say for the for the most part. That was a nice perspective you gave there because initially yeah. my mind went right to like twenty plus, right? Simo? Yeah. And yeah. then he, started, he mentioned Rory and he walks in with like the range rat shirt on. He's got the gym shorts, gym like, shorts, and you know, and it, he looks good. Like he's he cool, does, you know, like and it's just like wow, like I should get some gym shorts and a shirt and <laughs> go hit some balls. So it's definitely that's a good one because it it could go both ways. But then I throw on the gym shorts, look at my calves, and I go, I'll go to the khakis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The two, yeah, tour would definitely benefit my little chicken legs walking around there. But um, <laughs> yeah. this one actually is one I never even thought would I bring up on what's your handicap. But I've heard it more and more recently. Is they call a three putt a triple putt? Ooh, I've I've never heard that before. Whoa. But if I if I did hear that, it would it's kind of it's cringeworthy to golfers. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's just it's uh it's like you know it's maybe almost saying like uh he hit a hole in one oh, like uh, you know that that's though that's i think that's one of the worst ones like he instantly you know like he like it's like you say oh i i made an ace or you know but if someone says i hit a hole in one it's just like oh it's just like nails on a chalkboard kind of thing you know it's just like not pleasant to the ears for us golfers um so i got to say uh yeah that one a trip that then i would have to say very beginner we're talking like trying to break a hundred here like kind okay. of upper no yeah handicap. No, no, registered handicap. Handicap. no registered handicap just out there to try and hit the ball and maybe have a good time you know awesome yeah. give her <laughs> all right so this next one I, I got i gotta kind of lay out the picture for you sure so you, you play you play a couple holes uh and then you get to like you know third green you're all put out buddy kind of starts sitting there he's counting the shots with a finger yeah he turns to you and he goes what's the par and you say, oh, it's a par four. And he goes, oh, good. That's just a single then. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's, that's just a single. I mean, you know, that one, if if you have to count with your finger how many times you've hit the ball, then that means, you know, you, you do that quite a bit. So I would have to say, I mean, same, same thing. Like, he's got to be like 
at least a 15 handicap. Like, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't you yeah. say? Like, if you're, if you're counting with your fingers and just, you know, and even if, uh, you know, even if we make, like, a double or triple, you know, it's, it's enough shots to the point where we can use our head and kind of just look around and count. But, you know, <laughs> the finger pointing definitely gives, uh, gives a lot away. <laughs> I always, whenever someone starts finger pointing, I'm always like, okay, he's going to say he made a five, but he actually made a six. He's trying to get away with something here. He's he's trying to make it look like he knows what he's doing by counting, but you know, he's, you know, he points about 10 times and, you know, it says, write me down for a six. So it's kind of, uh, (laughs) this is killing me, man. Yeah, I know. I I know though. That was, that was a great one for sure. And you know, there's, and it's just, you know, there's, you know, um there's the one that i would have to think about was you know in a pro-am uh i just remember some guy uh some guy hitting the ball uh with first hole tops you know top one off the tee uh maybe rolls about five ten feet and then he goes man this golf course is hard you know like (laughs) (laughs) so 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 i mean so i have to ask you guys like Oh. If some that like what's what's their handicap like we're oh. he's a twenty uh, a twenty plus but he thinks plus. he's a nine he's like, a nine yeah he, he thinks he's, he's a nine but he was brave enough to show up yeah. and and peg it and and hit it so you know I I give those people credit because it takes a lot of guts and you know a lot of uh, you know you know put the self pride you know under underneath you know underground for a little bit and then just go and uh go and have a good day really <laughs> oh, that is, I, Simo, what would you pick someone like you said a, 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 i said tw- he's a 20 plus but he says i he's would say and he's, he's a nine Gibber, what about you so, what do you think i i had this guy at a 12 and it's a 12 that is very very nervous to hit one quick left and hit jane in the in the gallery right off the first tee <laughs> Man, 12s don't hit quick left. So that's like a lower <laughs> handicap thing. Dude, this that, guy's hitting high yes. right every day of the week. And, or uh, or it's just those guys like, man, I never play this bad. And the guy's like, you know, maybe, you know, he's lost three balls in like the first two holes. Like, man, I never play this bad. Anytime anyone has ever said, man, I never play this bad, I've always just pictured like, wow, this guy must play like really bad. Because, you know, for him to say that, if you have to tell that to other people, then it's just, you know, it's never good news. You yeah. Know? yeah. One of the things you got to keep to yourself. Uh, Gibber, do you want to add your little bit of flair to what we do to what's your yeah, handicap? Yeah. This so might, be, would, a little, might be a little, this bit one might be a bit I'm going to be a little bit different on this one this time. Sure. So we've been kind of calling this one judging the book by its cover. You okay. kind of know some of this book already, but I'm going to put a swing on it. So you kind of know me a little bit, you know, Colin from back in the yeah. day as well. Uh-huh. But so just looking at us now, uh-huh. Forgetting a forgetting about our past. What would what's our handicap now? God, I don't know. All right, we'll start with Giver. I would say, you know, I would say you can polish off a good 12 pack during during a round, maybe, you know. I would say that's not bad, judging by the drinks that you were pouring in your cup earlier. <laughs> uh, I would say a 12 pack would be no problem for you. And you know, I just just because I've seen you play, like I would I would know a little bit, so I can't uh I would say you still get it around pretty good, you know, on your good days. I, I bet you still anywhere around even to under par. But, you know, if maybe if you haven't played in a little while, you know, still keep it in the 70s. And, you know, if you have a good day, you shoot in the 60s. I mean, I would. that's what I would say. Love What's it. his miss, yeah. Elvin? I won't. I'll give you a hint. It hasn't changed. <laughs> it hasn't changed. <laughs> well, 
Um, so uh, for God, this one's really hard, you know, because, you know, Colin, I don't know. I haven't really seen you play, uh, but I would say if you guys are in the same group of circle, I would imagine that you guys can, you know, having the Canadian in your blood, definitely drinking some beers. Like I would have to put you the same as Gibber, like a 12 pack shouldn't be a problem for you guys, uh, especially if you're on the links with the boys. Um, and you don't, you don't have to be accurate. Just the how he looks just, right now is the just how he looks right. You rolled up to the T. What is this guy shooting? I would have to say mm, maybe like you know upper seventies, maybe low eighties, kind of kind of deal. You know, depending <laughs> give or take, take on it. the day. Yeah, okay. give or take on the day. You know, uh, I don't know how much you guys have been working on your game, so I can't really say. But. Uh, <laughs> And I'm um, Kari. I've never obviously played yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah, 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 Kari. I mean, I don't know. Uh, but honestly, if uh, I don't know how, like, what the level you've played at. I know we've, like, played in, like, junior tournaments and such. But I would say, you know, score-wise, kind of similar to what I said with, uh, with uh, Colin here. But <laughs> I, I would say you boys can hit the ball pretty good. But, you know, occasionally, you know, we can all have those high rights and the low lefts and, you know, and I, I think as long as we, you know, if we can play around golf with uh, two sleeve of balls, and I would say that that's pretty good. <laughs> okay. I will say this. I always like recapping it. Uh, yeah. One, you're way too polite. Like, you, you, you kind of have to come after us in this. No, this no, no. This is your chance. Um, I'm by far the worst player out of the three of us. Uh, obviously, okay. played a lot of golf with, golf yeah, with yeah. Jack. If I were yeah. to bet on Colin and Jack in a match right now, I know they've played once this year match play. Yeah. Colin took Jack down. So uh, okay, okay. that kind of gives nice. you an idea of where nice, we stand. Nice. But okay. uh, you were way too polite on how we look because I know oh, uh, no. I know you could have no. done it there. Hey, but so that's okay. the one lesson is like you don't uh, you don't ever judge a book by its cover uh, kind of thing. <laughs> that's like what we talked about. So and I know you guys have plenty of game, and I wish uh, you know obviously me not knowing anything. And uh, I don't know. I thought I thought I wasn't being polite at all. But you know you guys are being, <laughs> being pretty pretty nice here. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so yeah. for context, yeah. when yeah. we asked Joel Damon this, he looked at me. He goes, "Well, you look kind of nerdy, so I don't think you're gonna break 85." <laughs> well, it's. Uh, I think I think me just knowing uh, you from the past kind of skewed you know my mind uh, a little bit. Obviously, obviously, like us playing competitively, and that's probably why you know I figured like you know you might you know you're probably the best one out of the three. Or but now hearing that you and Colin kind of go at it, I would love to. I would love to see. Uh, see some action definitely in the near future oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. there may there may be some content coming but, for yeah, the content, oh, all right and i, and oh, I will yeah. say we are we do keep up with our games i think all three of us keep up with our games big time okay good except good. paul and he doesn't know what kind of irons he plays but uh <laughs> the, the, the scores are somewhat reasonable i will say good. That. that's why we good. still like talking golf um no that's see, awesome that's why you guys do what you do right so yeah. you guys love golf and it, it's great uh, Simo, do you want to uh, jump into our fan questions? Maybe is that a good oh, one? Oh, good call. Yeah, okay, All right, perfect. You. Alvin, you kind of saw on Instagram we uh, we jumped on, we asked the fans, we told them you were coming on. So uh, first question here, we we ask every guest. So okay. for you, Saturday with the boys, you're back home, you got nothing to do the next day. Mm-hmm. How many yeah. beers you putting back on 18 holes? Uh, to be honest, I am not the biggest drinker like i i'm a very uh i'm a situational drinker so like you said if i'm on the length of the boys i mean i would say 
I don't go too wild. I would say maybe, you know, two or three aside and I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good because I'm oh. still 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 competitive, even though we're playing with the boys. So, like, I want to have a good time. But, I'll, you know, I also want to make sure I don't see two or three balls when I'm looking down at, <laughs> yeah. uh, at the tee. So, so we knew we're, we're going to hit the rewind real quick. Uh, yeah. Corey's bachelor party. How many went back yeah. that day? Oh, that one. OK, so like I said, situational. So depending <laughs> on the situation, we uh we played this game wherever uh, you, every mulligan you had to take a shot of a, a fireball and it was a cold day. And as you, as you all know, I wanted to warm up. So I gave the boys a head start. I probably took a few, few more shots than everyone anticipated on the first hole, warmed up real quick. And, you know, by, I mean, by 12 or 13 come around, I didn't even know where I was for it, to be honest. <laughs> I didn't know where I was just trying to stand over the ball and try to make contact. And we played, uh, we played at wildfire and it was, it's so funny because I played there for a, uh, a McKenzie tour event. Um, and just seeing the holes and uh, like kind of what I did before and the setting just seemed completely different. And, and it wasn't just me. It was it was everybody. We were all having a good time. And to be honest, not many beers were drank that day, but more liquor bottles were, were polished <laughs> for like sure. It. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. That's why we yeah. painted the situation. We knew it was a situational it, thing. It, exa- exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, obviously, you know, it didn't stop there. And when we got back, the house and you know there was definitely uh i don't even know what how much alcohol was consumed that <laughs> night but i can tell you it, it was it was probably enough to kill a few horses i'm sure <laughs> Corey's worth it for sure Corey's he, worth it. De- definitely i just remember even Corey's bachelor uh and like you know right before max wedding like i just remember just like um you know just the relationship that we've had for such a long time and you know they're finally getting married and it was it's just that's uh, if you don't kind of send it during times like that i don't know when when you totally (laughs) i love it all right uh rolling next fan question here you kind of answered this before so i think you were you were three back at geber going in the final round of that ontario (laughs) junior could you have taken down geber with one more round oh man you know golf is so finicky to say like if I you don't have to be I no, no, it's yes. not. I'm, I'm trying to think back at the at the stage of my game at the time, and honestly, I think I think it would have been a it would have been a good match. I I don't know. I can't really answer that, but uh, <laughs> because you know, for me, I never uh, ever take away from somebody's win. A win is a win, and you know, I re- I you know respect that to the very highest level because you know I re- I expect the same whenever I win, so I kind of give the same. So. I, and and to be fair, I've won tournaments where it has been uh-huh. shortened too. So I've you know had that luxury of you know maybe not having to worry about a final round. So hey, give her hats off to you. Great way, yeah. Way nicer than Corey because yeah. he asked the same thing to Corey and he said one hundred percent. I would have came back. <laughs> I've been trying what to chip away at Gibber for the last. Yeah. <laughs> You was so early in the morning, you, know, you didn't have to worry about Corey. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just think, you know, with Corey, um, he could be with him being it's being at home track. You know, I felt like he would have had all the vibes, all the good energy. So who knows? Maybe he would have fed off of that and kind of gave Gibber a charge. But you know, for me, uh, I don't know. I can't really say. Oh, I hate that. I've been trying to knock down Gibber for the last decade, and you just came out and wiped that whole thing clean. <laughs> That's okay. Hey, <laughs> That's hey, you know what? You know, win's a win, and you got you to gotta respect the man, right? 
No doubt. All right, we'll yeah. go. Uh, we'll go one more here. When do you start? Like, if you were still, I'm sure this is a, a question. If you were still in the bag with Sung Jay, when do yeah. you start preparing to learn Augusta National? Um, I've already started. Actually, I've wow. uh, kind of started to, you know, already asked uh, around from a lot of the veterans that have been there. Um, just and green contours and you know it's funny when Corey was getting ready for his first masters and, and when we were roommates he was actually playing uh tiger woods the uh, the uh, the masters edition and you know on the grids the yeah. green the green grids were so accurate on how every putt broke and stuff so Corey actually did a lot of studying by playing a wow. playing a video game which i thought was very interesting and i learned a lot from that um so even uh even maybe i'll play it a few times before before i shot 64 yep. there by the way <laughs> hey that's that's gotta be a course record right, hey, right? Mean, like yeah. yeah so i mean and i've gotten a lot of good advice from uh the you know the veteran caddies and trying to just like to see where the ball needs to be for certain shots and we know you know, us as fans watching the Masters every year, we know the back nine really well. Like we know Amen Corner, and we know you know obviously the finishing stretch. And but a lot of a lot of uh, the players don't really know the front nine that well. And uh, maybe as viewers and spectators, um, we don't see it as much. So trying to pick up a thing or two here, just getting ready. And the 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 interesting thing is, it's going to be Sung Jay and I it's going to be our both of our first time at Augusta national. Yep. So um, I'm sure for the first time we set foot on the property, we're going to be in awe uh, a little bit trying to yeah. take it all in, but I'm sure once it's uh, you know, all said and done and we're going to kind of put our head down and try and uh, do the best we can. No doubt. So, I mean, you're on the bag for him now. Uh, what I kind of want to ask is like, what, what's the biggest like when you watch his game, obviously you've known him for a long time. Like, what's the yeah. one thing that stands out? Because I mean, we watch him; he's obviously unbelievable, super consistent, yeah. plays every single week. Like, what's the one thing? You know, obviously standing beside him week after week. What's the one thing that stands out? Um, his attention to detail is second to none uh, when he practices, and um, just you know, just the way he explains the game of golf, and just the way he explains the swing, and he put a lot, a lot of man hours into to his golf game, and I can just feel the hunger, like he's hungry, he's leading the FedEx Cup at the moment, but he wants to just keep pushing, and um, I think in a way, he is, he's satisfied, but not at the same time, so it really helps him grow as a player, and I just think the the best part about his game is just I just don't really don't believe he has a weakness. And I feel like that's probably the strongest aspect of his, you know, his game. He's so well-rounded and well-structured and he's got such good fundamentals that hold up really well under pressure. Um, and he is probably one of the straightest uh, ball strikers I've ever seen. Um, really? And I yeah. truly, and I truly mean that in a way where when he, he hits a good shot and you cannot even tell which way if the wind wasn't blowing, you really couldn't tell which way it was curving. It's kind of, wow. it, it's one of those where it kind of, you know, it bobbles a little bit one way it looks like, and then it just kind of just stays straight. It, it's wow. really, it's really unbelievable. Um, I just, I really felt that at the practice round at the Honda classic and as a competitor, when I was playing against them, you don't notice it as much, but when you're kind of next to them and just kind of trying to help them with the process and, picking up lines it's it's very uh it's very impressive 
Yeah. So when I watch, I I have watched him hit balls just as a range session, and like you talk uh-huh. about that, like usually guys, like good players, obviously they have their apex, and the ball will fall either way. Uh, you you talk about that straight penet- penetrating yeah. fight. It just like hovers. It's like almost awkward because you expect it, it to be shaped in a certain yeah. way. Yeah. Um, well, if anything, it's it's a bit of a fade bias. You know, he comes down so straight on the ball, and you know, not a lot of hand action. Um, so the ball goes very straight. If anything, it will fall a little right, and his go-to will be a little bit of a fade. But for the most part, it's it's very very straight. And and I also think, and he also hits the ball very high, which translates really well on the PGA Tour, especially in the majors, and especially in, at weeks like the Honda where the greens are firm and. Um, a lot of players can't really hold the greens that well, but he can kind of hit those, you know, iron shots even above a hundred feet. I know some of them, like, you know, you see on shot tracer and shot length, like these things are going like 130 feet in the air (laughs) and on a string. So it's, it's really, um, you know, it's good. And, and once you, when you're under pressure and you hit the ball that straight, it's, it's really hard for him to kind of get off track. Yeah. If you guys are, I, I want to me, I want to stick with uh, just this interview, just stick with Elbin personally, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's great talking about Sungjai, but I, we know how good of a player you are as well. Um, is it okay if we jump into our quick nine call and uh, I could start it. us off here? Um, and this is quick nine questions. You can answer okay. quickly or slow as you want. Sure. Um, and uh, the first one's actually, I mean, we, we keep rehashing this. Okay. But uh, describe Jack uh, Gibson's golf swing in one sentence. <laughs> Oh God, I I can't even remember your swing. Right. It's been such a long time. It's uh, you got to loop- guess the swing. Loopy and inside. You don't have loopy- to guess. <laughs> loopy and inside. I remember. I remember you. Uh, he moved it. You remember? I remember you hitting it a decent way. So I would have to say, you know, fast. It's a fast swing. Okay, perfect. And the best part about your game? Um, I would have to say uh, my iron play. Okay. Uh, I'll echo that. um we already talked about some uh some college memories so i'll wipe that one out but uh how often how many times a week are you able to play right now depending on uh sungjai's schedule um uh, i would say about zero because uh sungjai uh you know he's you know he practices a lot and obviously i'm you know we're a team and i'm i'm here to help him and right now I'm putting, you know, everything I have on hold uh, because of, you know, of the agreement we've had. And I just really want to help them as much as I can. So right now I'm really not playing any of the days. And a lot of the caddies actually travel with uh, with their sticks because when their players miss cuts, they, they'll all go play around the golf on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. they'll go, uh, um, but, yeah. You won't uh, get that luxury. <laughs> that's what I've, that's what I've been hearing from. That's what I've been hearing from a lot of the guys. And, you know, that's perfectly fine with me. And um, right now it's just uh you know, my game, uh, obviously the last few years I've been struggling just a little bit. So it's nice to just kind of like be at peace and kind of just clear my head and just yeah. watch this guy, you know, maybe, you know, maybe if I watch this guy hit balls, you know, straight enough, maybe it'll kind of translate into my game too. You never know. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Gibber, you want to get the next three? Yeah. All right. This is a tough one for you. So you got you, Mac, Corey, Pendy, and Svenny. Who's not getting the nod for the Sunday round with the boys? God, that, that's a that's a tough one. I mean, honestly, I would have to say myself because I would just probably oh, go up nice and practice. I yeah, I, you're I killing me. Man. I, I love these boys so much. I can't throw anybody under the bus. But I honestly, there has been a situation like that, and 
I, I honestly don't mind being, uh, you know, being the one left out because I'd probably just go. I'm a pretty, uh, pretty independent person and I enjoy my own company. So I, I'd probably go and just kind of practice myself. And then and then I'd probably grill them after for leaving me out. So <laughs> <laughs> you get the fuel. I, I like that. All yeah. Right, all yeah. Right. So what is uh, what's the strangest or weirdest thing in Sunjai's bag? Uh, the strangest thing. He's got a he's got this pouch that he holds a golf tees in, um, which is very very normal. I've seen this before, but this thing looks like it's from probably like 1920, and it has, <laughs> and, and there's holes everywhere. You know, it could be a superstitious thing. I never asked him about it, but it looks like he's had this thing, you know, ever since like you know World War One kind of thing. So it's 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 uh it's kind of worn down a bit. But hey, like I said, if it, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So. Yeah. But it's definitely a one where you might look and be like, hey, you know, this one's, you know, what's going on here? I, I like yeah. that. I like yeah. that. All it's right. actually an old banana peel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, then it, it would be my fault. So I can't, can't have that in there. <laughs> yeah. So what's, uh, as a, a player yourself or as a caddy, what's your go-to encore snack? Go to encores. I gotta go with beef jerky. It's honestly the oh, best, yeah. best snack. Uh, you know, it's easy. Uh, you know, you eat. You know, it's quick. You know, it's already in different multiple pieces. It's really easy to eat. And obviously, a PB and J would be a lot of uh, people's favorite. But oh, I yeah. would say those those two are probably my favorite go to uh, go to snacks, or even any kind of you know protein bar, or, uh, you know nutritional bar, or anything like that. Cliff bars or something like that would be great. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Perfect. All right, Simo. All right, final three here. Uh, favorite TV series? Obviously, we've had, all had a lot of chance to watch some TV. So what's favorite your go-to? My favorite TV series, I would have to say, is Peaky Blinders, for sure. I love oh. uh, I love that series. And, um, oh, God, there's so many Peaky Blinders. There's uh, there's Breaking Bad, obviously. That's a fan favorite. Um, and, uh, God, another, Ozark's a good one that I'm still currently watching. Yeah. Uh, but there's... Obviously, being on the road, we watch a lot of Netflix and, you know, spend a lot of our times looking at a screen. But I would have to say those three really, uh, really stand out. Nice. And then Kari usually asks, but uh, now movie. Favorite movie. movie. Favorite movie. I would have to probably say one of my favorite, probably Step Brothers. Is, uh, yeah. one of, it's, 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 it's a classic. That's a classic. <laughs> and, and and anytime Happy Gilmore's on TV, I will always watch it, no matter, every you know. Time. It, it's Every time. Um, and I gotta say, like, I'm a really big Adam Sandler fan in those mm -hmm. classic, uh, those old movies. So Billy Madison, like Happy Gilmore and, you know, just like <laughs> Mr. Deeds, you know, all those, all those movies, um, I really, really enjoy watching, but I would say, and, uh, God, there's so many, even like, you know, the hangover series, uh, all, you know, part one, two and three. Um, yeah. And, and a lot of actually, you know, a lot of Will Ferrell movies as well. So. You, already, you already checked all my boxes. Yeah, 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 yeah. big funny movie guy. That's what yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I, you know, you know, we're always so serious uh, most of the time. Sometimes we need to kind of sit back and have a good laugh. So I'm a big uh, comedy genre fan. It's either that or like I'm a big action movie guy. Like Extraction was really good, and you know, movies like that. So it was, yeah. Okay, final uh, final two here. We're going. I, I'm scrolling through your Instagram. Obviously, you know, yeah. since you've been able to golf, you've met uh, you've met a lot of cool people. I see Steph yeah. Curry, but yeah. my personal favorite is Kevin from The Office. Oh uh, my god! Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you was know, that guy like? 
you know, he was, I only got to see him in passing. You know, uh, we were playing the BMW, uh, the charity pro-am there. And obviously a lot of big names uh, come and play there to, you know, to support a great cause. And um, I remember, um, you know, his, obviously his real name is Brian Baumgartner. And I just, I remember going up to him and I was like, hey, look, Brian, like huge fan. Like, can I get a pick with you real quick? And, you know, super nice as he is. Um, sure. And, you know, I'm not used to seeing him so serious and, you know, being so normal, you know, you're, yeah. I'm, I'm used to seeing Kevin from the office and <laughs> used to seeing him, you know, telling, telling me that, you know, the trick is to undercook the onions and stuff like that. So, <laughs> and, you know, spilling chili everywhere and just, you know, but, uh, yeah, it was, Ugh. it was definitely a very cool experience and it just shows you that how, how good these guys are when it comes to their craft like they have an on and off button like when he's kevin he can be kevin and when he wants to be brian he's brian and i just you know you gain uh, a lot of respect uh for these guys and and what they do once you've actually meet them in person so i thought that was really cool love it all right final one here i asked this to everyone pizza and beer or tacos and tequila uh pizza and beer for sure uh right. definitely and uh but uh, both are not bad at all. But if I had to pick one, I would have to go with pizza and beer for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. I, I, and like uh, before we wrap things up here, uh, very quickly, uh, Zurich Classic, they turned into a partner's event. If you were a PGA yeah. Tour player uh, outside of Sungjai, I guess now, yeah. who would you want your partner to be on the, the first tee at the Zurich Classic? Uh, probably Adam. We'd have a great time, you know, just uh, him, Adam and I still play a lot of golf uh, down in Jupiter and um, um, just, you know, him and I have always had such a good relationship and we have we have such a great time and, you know, good chemistry together. And I would say uh, Adam would be uh, definitely one of one of the guys that pops into my head for for the Zurich. And if you got to choose the music, what would you guys be going up to? Oh God, I don't even. God, I don't even know. Um, just, just something that's on your playlist. That's one of your go-to's. You could pick up your phone right now and tell us, tell us one. Probably any kind of, uh, you know, Adam. Adam is a big, you know, outdoor, like you know, very like kind of, uh, you know, feel good, upbeat music. So I would have to definitely go something from like a dance to EDM category. Anything in okay. that kind of kind of area um, we're, we're uh, narrowing yeah. it down like like a little bit older school edm or something newer school i would say something like some somewhere in the middle somewhere okay. in the middle nothing nothing too you know like you're in a club kind of thing but also like some martin maybe, or something yeah something that you would listen to <laughs> if you're on the boat if you're on a boat you know fishing or something or just having a good time with the guys something that you might uh play when you're at the beach or something so maybe somewhere in that kind of area Oh, that's well, awesome. We'll um, select one for you then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you guys, I'll leave, I'll leave that. To, I'll leave that to you. <laughs> we'll, we'll I like it. Steady. Uh, do you guys <laughs> yeah. have anything else before we wrap it up? I, I do. I, I got one. I always like to ask. Uh, you know, all all the guys. You know, play college golf. Um, so when you, you are rolling up in the van, what was uh, your your go to roll up song coming into the tourneys? Oh God. Well, so as you as you may know, I I mean I went to school in the south. And, um, we didn't, uh, we didn't really have any music playing in the van. We actually had movies playing in the van. So we would, uh, you know, and our assistant coach loved, loved the hangover. He would watch it almost every, uh, you know, every trip that we had, I'd see him on the plane and he'd be watching the same movie, <laughs> uh, kind of thing. Um, so if rather than music, I mean, there was the hangover plan, you know, a lot of, lot of comedy movies. I don't know. We all just love to have a good laugh. And 
I just remember like we'd watch the change up. We watch the, um, we'd watch the hangover series. Um, sometimes, uh, we will watch, uh, so, sometimes we would watch, you know, something related to golf, but you know, not really. We would kind of, <laughs> we'd, we'd always want to laugh and have a good time. So I guess we have one, one more about the Ontario golf courses, right? Is that, yes. so, is that what you're getting at? Well, I was going to go one more than that. I, I think <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I was going through your Instagram. Have you played the bears club? I have, I have, have played the bears. Have club. you ran into MJ at all or, or seen him around? Well, I actually played with MJ uh, uh, oh. a few months a few months ago. We got to um, I got to uh, get into the uh, we call it the M game. It's always on Mondays. Okay. And I I remember like I grew up idolizing this guy, so it was just it was a uh, it was a lot of you know a lot of fun. But I was looking forward to to it uh, very much, and I still remember him him rolling up. He was he was a little late, but you know. If you're, you know, everyone waits for M. Nobody goes stew with goes stew. Yeah, he can, that's right. He can, he can show up as late as he wants. So we're all there waiting for him. And and it was a Monday where the golf course is closed. But obviously, it's a special exception for the man himself. So we had the go- whole golf course to ourselves. And I remember it was about six of us playing a big money game. And I still remember, uh, you know, M coming. And he couldn't have been a nicer guy. Uh, obviously, me meeting him for the first time definitely definitely intimidated and probably shook his hand probably had the biggest hands i've ever seen on a human being <laughs> you guys were um, eye to eye though we weren't eye to eye you know <laughs> I, was, I was looking up and you know just in awe of you know this this guy that was standing in front of me just you know he's um you know probably one of the greatest athletes of all time um and just getting to play around the golf with him was very special and his golf game was was really good. Um, I gave him three aside and we actually ended up tying for the wow. day. He, he was a great, you know, he was a, he was a great putter and, you know, he told me it was just like shooting a basketball and he said, you know, I was the greatest out there and, you know, he kind of, he kind of <laughs> takes that mindset on the I golf course it. <laughs> and it just, it really shows you how, how much of a mental sport golf is because, you know, he truly believed that he was, you know, he was going to make the putts and he really did. So wow. that's that's one thing I could take away from playing with them, and uh, and I still haven't played his new uh, golf course yet. But hopefully, one time uh, I get back, I can play another uh, M game on on a Monday. No so you just, said there's just shoot six us, of you? shoot us a text message, yeah. and we'll show yeah, up. Yeah, no worries. For sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. But the only <laughs> thing with M is uh, he doesn't uh, if he will take pictures uh, with you know if you go up to him, and but he never likes you know when we're playing. You know the phones are away. You know. He, does, like he doesn't really yeah exactly and just because he you know a swarm of people could show up out of nowhere you know somebody sees something on social media and you know and i respect that and it's kind of an unspoken rule like nobody talks about it but no i just remember like no one's out there recording him and saying like oh i'm playing with mj or anything uh, like that we just we just kind of for me it was uh i just stayed in the moment and i really really enjoyed uh enjoyed the day and kind of was just kind of yeah stayed in the present moment Wow. So cool. That's awesome. So you said you played, there were six of you that played together? Yeah. I, so I think there so, was about six of it, yes. So you, you and him had a match going. Yeah. I assume he had a match going with all, Every, all everyone else. So does, does he have to bring like a, like a scribe or, you know, maybe some, maybe Corey, the actuarial scientist, yeah. to keep track <laughs> of all of these games he's got going in the presses? Well, well, you know, um, surprisingly, you know, they're I, they play so many money games. They're really good with numbers. They're they're good at really keeping track with 
you know, where everybody is. And, and it's kind of hectic sometimes because with the end game, you know, you're so used to like, you know, everyone kind of staying still when you're hitting a shot and everyone moving together, everyone's scattered all over the place. Once you hit your shot, you're gone and everyone kind of plays their own ball. And then at the end of the hole, you just kind of tell everyone what you made. And that's why, uh, you know, we, we play so quick and we're actually planning on playing 36 that day as usual. But uh, after the first 18, we kind of got rained out. So that was unfortunate, but um, yeah, he's uh, he does a good job of uh, keeping track. And, and for, for most of us, it's, we can't offer enough money on the table to really excite him. So it's almost, uh, it's almost just himself uh, trying to uh, just trying to beat you because that's just in his competitive nature. So I, that's, that's a lot of fun. Uh, five aside. Five was it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get three aside and we, and we tied. So it was, I was really impressed with this game and you know, Kind of just keeps it in front of them and rolls the uh, rock. I was talking about five dollars aside. Oh, <laughs> when you say when you say five aside, I don't know yeah. if he's talking about five dollars or five million or five hundred <laughs> or fifty. He I took don't that know. the wrong way. Yeah. We were in different yeah. numbers. Yeah, MJ yeah. yeah. just shows up. He's he want to play five aside and we'll determine how many zeros after the after the first nine. <laughs> yeah, so maybe if so maybe if I win, maybe we can add a few zeros to the end of that. But uh, yeah, there's nothing I can offer up him that would uh, make him nervous so we just you know we just try and beat each other and uh yeah that's pretty it that's pretty much awesome. it awesome let's yeah. uh let's wrap it up quickly three top golf courses in ontario that you enjoy playing could be munis could be uh private anything that you've played um we always like to give a quick shout out so as a as a kid um playing playing the munis uh we always you know talk about some, the great golf courses that we've played but I got to tell you some like hidden gems that like I used to play growing up, you know, obviously Don Valley was great. I loved playing there as a kid. It was, it was cheap. It was close to home and it's kind of a place where you can go and just kind of do whatever you want. No one really cared. Um, and another golf course, uh, that I really like, obviously the national, which is on the yeah. other scale. It's, it's awesome golf course. And anytime I get a chance to go out there, you know, I'll, you know, I'll go and God, the, th the third course that I, that I really enjoy playing. I mean, I got. I I played so many rounds of Station Creek. I got. I got to give. Yeah, I got to give a shout out to Station Creek, and hopefully, uh, you know, to everybody there, you know, just for putting up with my, putting up with my shit for all these years. You know? <laughs> um, I will say, like without mention, um, Golf Channel came out with an article. We'll wrap things up here. It's called yeah. Beyond Player Caddy Relationship. Uh, Sung Jaim, Albin Choi. Bonded in Grief and Trust by Ryan Labner, who did a phenomenal job. I just want yeah. our listeners to know to go and to read that. Um, do you want to comment on that very quickly? Maybe if someone hasn't had a chance to read it. Yeah. So um, uh, honestly, Ryan, uh, you know, got in touch with me before and he really, I could really feel like he wanted to write a good piece and he really put a lot of thought and effort into it. So, you know, like, like what we're doing now, we, we talked, I would say probably over an hour and just, he asked me pretty much about every aspect of my life and what I've been through. So I would say like, it, it is pretty much a brief uh, synopsis of my life and, yeah. uh, in an article and kind of what was going through my mind and what I had to go through, uh, you know, obviously on the course and off the course. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, I didn't, I didn't want anybody to, you know, feel bad for me or you know feel have mm -hmm. too much pity for me but i just wanted uh you know people to know that kind of you know it was about time um that i kind of was opened up and kind of had my story out there because i wanted to just show people that like you know like 
a lot of bad things can happen to to us during in our lifetime and it's it's all about how we move forward and how we uh, all the lessons that we learn from it so you know if anybody wants to give it a read i think it's uh, i hope uh, i hope they enjoy it and it, oh. it really and it really is uh it really is you know from the bottom of my heart like you know an honest uh every you know honest open uh interview about my life so if anyone's interested and they you know they have the time to read it you know it'd be greatly appreciated so i will good. uh I'll, I'll link it in the show notes and you know kudos to you because i think that obviously we're going through crazy times and there's so much hate in the world and i think the one thing that really does change people and and can change the world is stories and i know after reading your story all of us had a different feeling about how we look at our lives and our perspectives and where we are and everyone else around us. So truly yeah. do appreciate you sharing your story and thank you so much for jumping on the podcast with us. Yeah. Yeah. No, no problem guys. And honestly, it was nice catching up and thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on, uh, on your podcast and, you know, hopefully we get to do something like this, uh, in the near future. Anytime, my friend. Anytime. And let's end, it, let's end it on a good note. At the Honda, my phone blew up. Both forty messages. The first half of that and like we've never met each other, but like a lot of Canadian yeah. golf fans know who you are. These yeah. two guys are chats blowing up because we didn't know you're going to be caddying. Everyone's like, Alvin's on the bag for such a, like, how did that happen? We obviously didn't know the relationship. Yeah. And then we yeah. get to watch you down the stretch with like Mac paired of Sundays as Canadian yeah. golf fans. That was the absolute ultimate for us. Like I said, we since day one, since we started our podcast, we're still fairly new, but we yeah. wanted you to come on and we couldn't thank you enough <laughs> to take advantage. No, no, honestly, thank you guys. And uh, uh, you guys you guys have done such a great job with the other podcasts and I, I had a lot of fun, you know, with this. It was yeah. uh, honestly, I, it was it was a little a lot different than what I thought it was going to be. It was a lot more, you know, a lot more fun and a lot more interesting. And you know, it's just kind of. Uh, I think you guys have a great dynamic on what you guys do, and I wish you guys nothing but the best uh, moving forward. And there you have it, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's interview with Alvin. If you did, hit that subscribe button, share this out with a friend, follow us on Instagram at Sunday Red Pod. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. We'll be back next week with another one. Until then, keep swinging. <laughs>